104.7 The Cave, KKLH, Marshfield, Springfield. Broadcasting pure classic rock from the Just One More studio in beautiful Midtown Springfield. It's Ned Talk, your local live sports show. Sports Talk Bambuses. I hate that show. Now, here's Ned. Yes, we are back on the air. Nothing can stop us. We will not be deterred from bringing you a full hour of sports talk on the cave. It is Ned Talk. I am Joe Weston. I am the Wrangler. The roustabout is Ned Reynolds. Ned, how are you? I would really, and I I look forward to this too, coming on the show today and saying, well, folks, we come on with great news. The pandemic is over. Everything is back to normal. Wrong. (laughs) Gracious. And Stormy sitting across from me. Sorry, Stormy, I can't come up with an R for you. A Wrangler, right. which is a W. That's fine. I, well, I got enough nicknames. A okay. lot of them I can't repeat on the air, you know, but that's mostly for which, family. Which, so. Storm, Stormy is your one nickname that everybody knows you by. Do you have another one that people know you by? No, not in a long time. So I had one when I was a kid, but. What was that? It was. I'm actually <laughs> kind of proud of it. It was Pee Wee. Pee Wee? But it was more after the Pee Wee Reese than necessarily Herman or the guy from the Porky's movie. So <laughs> thankfully, it was it was from a little bit more wonderful version of that nickname. Did you have a nickname? No, Ned. Ned, yeah. Ned is, is a nickname for Edwin, which is my, my given name. Incidentally, you know, do you guys know the history of Pee Wee Reese? No. And, and why he has that nickname? <laughs> right ahead. It has nothing to do at all with his size. I interviewed him. He was about, oh, I guess, 5'11", 6 yeah. feet, somewhere around. There's nothing peewee about him. He was, in his youth, a peewee marbles champion. Uh-huh. And that is how he got his nickname. That is. It's, it's a, Those are, aren't you, I thought he was going to go you, a little more with that. But aren't you so enlightened? I am. <laughs> I feel, yeah. I could go home and then just... Well, I mean, it's, it's something one. of the era, you know, that was a big thing with kids oh, and, and young people with those marbles and all that kind of stuff. My dad had and, a ton of them. You know, down yeah. south, they'd play it on the pool tables, you know, yeah. in different places. So, I mean, that's Dumas Walker. If you listen to that old classic song by uh, Kentucky Headhunters, they talk about in there to shoot marbles on the p- pool table. Yeah. Well, we've done a lot so far in the show. We've talked about nicknames There's and the marbles, show the show over. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Now we've got a lot to talk about. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Let's start out with the Cardinals. It's not good uh, news. Talk, is, tell us about it. This is a very sorry situation. It really is. Their series with Detroit, the whole thing is off. It was to have been a four-game get-together at Comerica Park. Game tonight, and that was scrubbed. So it was a game tomorrow night, doubleheader Wednesday, single game Thursday, four games, and to show you how convoluted this whole thing is, two of the games, the Cardinals were the home team. They were to have been in Bush Stadium, but under the current circumstances, what difference does it make? The answer is virtually none other than the fact they would have batted last. But it's all off now. It's a moot point. So the Cardinals are being bussed home probably as we speak to St. Louis. And get this now, they are bussed home. They're not taking the airlines. Right. The last report that I had was... 13 people wow. had tested positive to, to the virus, seven of them players, six were staff members. Four of the players are already gone. They're already home in St. Louis. They've been there for, uh, for a couple of days. <clears throat> Excuse me. Identities, of course, you don't have to reveal the identities of anybody. But uh, the fact of the matter remains that it scrubbed the series with the Tigers, and the current plans now are to get the team home hopefully reach a plateau, and then start a series with the Cubs on uh, on Friday night. Now, of the seven players, it has not listed how many uh, have symptoms, if any. They may be all asymptomatic. I doubt it, but they may be that case. I, I wouldn't think they would have isolated four of them in St. Louis if that were the case. But the fact of the matter remains, it's a very sorry and sordid situation. But we're talking about a virus now. It's not a social disease or something of that nature. It's something that happened to them, prob- and I can't say probably, that's, that's unfair to say, but how they became infected, whether or not it was a violation of protocol. I do find it interesting that almost all the other teams are negative except for the Miami Marlins and the Cardinals. Let me ask you this question. I, I don't know if you saw the story today that there were some reports that players were at a casino 
and that may be what you, which players some of the cardinals, cardinals. Mm-hmm. were at the casino and and that would be of course a big no-no for players oh, at this point yeah that's oh, yeah. that is a major that no-no. is a violation of the of the protocol put down by major league baseball and if that didn't turn out to be the case then i would think fines are in order Let's talk about this for a second, because when we were doing the show last week, you both were decrying the fact that some people had come out and say Major League Baseball season in jeopardy. There was a report on Friday that that came from Keith Overman that Rob Manfred had told Major League Baseball teams to be prepared to shut down today. That was a possibility. Now, nothing has happened. Baseball is going on. But the sport is in disarray at the moment, would you not say? Oh, it, it, yes, of course it is. With the rescheduling that's going on, I can see a scenario in which all the teams won't play 60 games. That was something talked about this weekend in, in one of the games that I watched. But while I did not hear of the commissioner threatening the game's existence, I did hear him say on Sunday that it has never been broached, that he, in fact, is not a quitter, that he wants the season to continue, and unless the sky falls, and of course he's using uh, an analogy here, uh, the season will go on. And I do find it interesting that none of the other teams, the Phillies, of course, had their season canceled, but there wasn't, or not season, I'm sorry, week of baseball canceled, but it wasn't because of their having the COVID, it was because of Miami's and the fact that they had to deep clean all the clubhouses and things like that. Yeah, I, I don't think... Because of two teams having issues like this, I don't think we're going to see a catastrophic end of the season. Um, I I try not to go by anything the media goes by national wise, especially <laughs> one person you named a minute ago. But because you don't like Keith Overman, I don't. And I, I have not for, even back no, in before the day. But uh, you don't like? It, do you I, like? I do. And it's not, back I, before he even did got into the politics and the news. It's I even back not, in sports. Do before. not like his approach. He's a sports announcer, or supposed to be, but he carries it way off into a tangent, and it's a tangent that he doesn't know what he's talking about half the time. Answer is no, keep him off. And when, during the, his time of hiatus, I thought that was great because he didn't add a <laughs> damn thing. Well, I just th- – these teams have got plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E, all scheduled in for whatever series is that c- are supposed to come around the bin. And so I think that – we're going to see a lot more of media hype rather than what's actually going on behind the scenes with teams saying, okay, we're going to have to miss these games because of this. Here's the plan that we have in place for what happens then. I agree. I think a lot of it, uh, I'm not going to say all of it, certainly, but much of it is media-driven with the media these days focusing on negatives and opinions. The opinionated columns that I see are ludicrous, some mm-hmm. of them just don't make any sense at all, and yet they're allowed to be printed and so forth and so on. Well, that's the freedom but of the press. But that's what sells. I mean, oh, that's, yeah, honestly, I mean we, that, we that's made reference sells. to a musical uh, fix earlier, and this one here we go back to Don Henley and, and Dirty Laundry. I mean, you that's know. That's been going on for a long time. It it's has, not, but I mean, now it's crept its way into sports, and that's mm-hmm. what's really, well, really Well, of course, back in the old days when you had William Randolph Hearst and Joseph Pulitzer and people like that, Yellow journalism was the selling point. There's no oh, question was. about yes. that. That brought in the big issues, and St. Louis Post-Dispatch is a, is a Joseph Pulitzer product. Mm-hmm. So, indeed, you, you did have to understand that that is how you sold the papers and sold the magazines when that was the big selling item back there. Yeah. It isn't now. No. Not at all. It's not. But people, you know, people live in this kind of wind tunnel vacuum Thing that they live in where you can go anywhere and you can find an opinion that matches your opinion. Yeah. And then <laughs> no matter then, how then, incredibly then, insane. And then you can live in that opinion. You can. And believe that the world circles around your opinion. And I think that's one of the things that has to change for us. You know, we're getting way off topic now is we, I'm not a big, I'm not a, I'm not a guy that goes blame it on the media because I I think that first of all I think you're giving too much credit to Major League Baseball. I don't think they have a plan C and D. They may have a plan B, but I think that they're like, "Oh crap. What are we going to do now?" Because tonight, perfect example, Ned and I are going head to head, Phillies and the Yankees. Well, Yankees have mm-hmm. the Yankees have played 8 games, the Phillies have played 3. Right, right. They are playing 60 games in 66 days. 
there is very little wiggle room within that schedule to get these games in. Yes. And if something happens bigger down the line, who knows? I think, I think, and I was going to ask you guys your opinion on this straight up. Do you think Major League Baseball made a mistake by not doing what the NFL, not doing what the NHL and NBA did, and that's bubbles? No, I don't think they did, Joe. Uh, when that, when the first plan came out to have single games in Arizona, and then single games in Florida, and then single games in Texas, I thought this, no, this is not going to be anything at all. Even though the same scenario would exist with no crowds, but. When you have them in the home ballparks like this, at least there is a semblance of reality and normalcy. It isn't totally, of course, but the lending of that facet to the playing of baseball, I think, is very important. Uh, Would it have been better in a bubble? Well, yes, it would have been probably because the teams could be controlled. And you can't here. You've got to rely on mature thinking. (laughs) <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> these are young men. The, there is no mature thinking when you're in your, your early 20s, mid-20s, yeah. sometimes even in your 50s. There's no mature thinking. But the fact remains. Or that, your 70s. Well, we try to be a little more mature in our 70s. <laughs> As you approach 80, you become, I don't know what you become, old, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you, go but, the, you, go, you go the other direction. <laughs> so story you, you mean reverting to childhood? Yeah, starting, yes. <laughs> we do. Where's we do. my bottle? Where's my bottle? Where's my blanket? The fact remains, though, that no, I don't think they made a mistake. I think what they did was the right thing, and I think, I'm hoping anyway, it proves to be the right thing down the stretch because maybe this is the wake-up call that they needed. Get these youngsters under control and tell them, hey, stop it right now. We're going to find you, and we're going to cut you unless this goes. I, I'm going to say that I think that they do have those extra plans set in place. And the reason I think of this, because baseball is a game of strategy. It is a thinking man's bo- sport. Have has you been seen for a long Rob time. Manfred, though? Well, I have. But, you know, we know about commissioners. Come on. We talk about Goodell <laughs> all day long with that kind of stuff. But I think the teams where this is, they, they rely on strategies and thinking the worst way. This time off we had from when the season was supposed to get begin to where it did, it, did start, They've been taking that time to make these plans, in my opinion. Not the league necessarily, but the teams. And saying, we're going to figure a way to get this dadgum thing done with whatever number they come up with. We're going to make it happen. Rob Manfred, over the weekend, too, made some comments that upset the players. I don't know if you saw that, that he basically blamed the players for the situation that was going on and said that they needed to be more responsible. And, of course, that is not set well with the Major League Baseball Players Association, as you can imagine. Well, Tony Clark has admitted that there are some little little pockets of youngsters who are going to go out. and, but, But the fact remains that Manfred's right. Who else do you blame it on? I mean, these guys have gone out, some in casinos, some to parties, because we're invulnerable. Nothing's going to happen to us. And you're not with this virus. Yes, it is a virus. That is true. Uh, Yes, most people do recover from it, especially the younger ones. They're not going to be affected. And and many are asymptomatic. Mm -hmm. That is the same with the flu, with every other virus that, uh, that exists. Except, in this case, this is a nasty little virus. And there is no vaccine. Well, the acrimony continues between the two parties, between... The owners, Rob Manfred, and Major League Baseball players. And that does not bode well for 2022, which is when the new contract, if they approve one, would take take hold. Well, except, Joe, that I think what we're seeing now with this uh, restart to the season, some of the new rules that are being applied, yes, it's, it's known that they're just for 2020, just for this season. However, keep in mind... They are going to be bargaining chips when that new contract is explored December a year from now. This is December at the end of 2021. And when that happens, well, next year, I think the DH is there anyway. Yeah, I, I think he's already oh, there. Yeah. I don't think the runner on second base no. and extra innings will be for the 2021 season. But after that, yes, I do. And the relief pitchers thrown to three batters, I think that's in for next year as well. Totally like the strategy with that. I do, I do too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't uh, decry that at all. And you're getting to see some guys really, really shine. I don't know how much baseball either one of you watch. I know you probably watch quite a bit. I know, Stormy, you're not as huge a baseball fan as 
Ned and I, but I've seen some really good baseball. I've seen some really excellent baseball. This pains me to say it really does, but your Yankees are a very, very good baseball team. Juggernaut. No. Thanks for that. I'll kick their behind tonight. (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep you up to date on that that Phillies-Yankees score as as our show goes along. The game is just underway. The Phillies got a... Put a goose egg up on the board. The Yankees coming to bat. Are you so. sure it's not a 10? From the no, I'm positive. I'm, I see it right there. So our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 863-1047. Give us a call. Let us know. 7104. Is it 7104? Is it 7104. Or is it 1047? That's 7104. Try both of them. <laughs> Just see what happens. Whichever one works, well... If the other I, one isn't us. Crank call somebody. Yeah, crank call somebody. It, it, well, we're not suggesting that. Let's 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 okay, stop. Well. Let's stop right there. Ned's <laughs> rubbing his eyes. Oh no, I can't believe that we're what not am doing I this. In here with what yeah, exactly. It? Well, at least I'm going to say this. At least you're not in a comfort in lobby. How about that? Ned, talk on water four point seven. The cave. <laughs> hey, I'm Joe Weston. Join me Monday through. Ned is in the house. I'm back. Big as life and twice as ugly. It's Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, your local live sports talk show. That's right. We're all physically still alive, the best that I can tell. Ned has moved in the last few minutes. Stormy raised his arms. We can smell him. So, <laughs> so everybody's... Everybody's at it and doing well. I've got, I've got to tell you, I'm a little bit upset because just as we went to the intro right there, I heard the strains of the Blue Danube and you shut it off. I'm oh, sorry. Goodness sake, that's blasphemy. I'm sorry. Have you? Let's let's talk sports though. Sorry. <laughs> let's let's make it better and talk sports. Have you guys watched any other sports? Watched hockey? Have you watched basketball? I was telling Anything? Stormy, I, I watched last night the uh, St. Louis Blues and the Colorado Avalanche. By the way, it's already one nothing. Yankees over Phil's bottom of one. Oh. <laughs> you mean I, I, I pull, who's, who's pitching for the Phillies? Uh, let me see. Aaron Nola? Let me see who it is. Uh, Aaron Judge singled the center, it says in DJ. LeMayhew, homer to right. So that's the one, and I can't tell who's pitching yet. Let me see here. Go to the it's, Ari- it's uh, Arietta. Oh, Jake Arietta. Yep, from Farmington, Missouri. And you meet he is see he he needs to be back in Farmington. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> but no, did you watch any other sports over the weekend? Yes, yes. I was telling you a story. The the Blues and the Colorado Avalanche last night. And this is this is kind of a made-for-TV series. I, I don't want to be flip about it, but the hockey is all in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Blues are already there. But where they're going to be seated is this little round robin that they're going through because it's four teams who are the four division winners. And they're playing a little round robin among themselves to decide who will be the number one. So come on. What what does being number one in the playoffs, what does it mean? Home ice advantage? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? It's all in the same place. But do you think it's that big a deal? I mean, do you honestly feel like that no. that in hockey, home ice advantage is that big a deal? Uh, yes, I do. I do in uh, the circumstances where you're playing at home. Yes, literally at home. But in this one, no, it makes <laughs> zero difference. So I'm watching it, and it's a pretty doggone good game. It's one-to-one, and I'll be darned if the Avalanche don't create a power play with a minute and a half left in the game on a power play. And the Blues are called for some penalty. I don't know what it was. But here the Avalanche come, and they start putting on the pressure like I have never seen. They're firing puck after puck at that goalie, Jordan Bennington, and he's turning things away. There's some really great checking going on. Anyway, to make the long story short, it gets down to the final second of the game. And less than one second remaining, the puck crosses the line, gets into the net, now, keep in mind that with, I think, two minutes remaining, all clocks have the, the tenths of seconds Six, yeah. that are measured. So, uh, you know, it comes to an end, and the Avalanche win the game. Up, up, wait a minute, wait a minute. Referee has to take a look at this, so the teams wait around, and I'm not exaggerating, for a good ten minutes. Wow. While the referee is looking at it, it is that close, that close. And finally, they determine that the puck has just crossed the line a tenth of a second. Wow. That was it. A tenth of a second. Yep. Game's over. 
Blues, uh, Avalanche wins 2-1. to one. It doesn't make any difference. The uh, Blues will play again on uh, Thursday night. They have the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who they play. All part of this round robin that they're going through. Mm-hmm. You'll be watching uh, besides your uh, the Queen City Insane Asylum. No, I, I didn't get to watch anything else. I was That was a long day, and, and yesterday was kind of recovery, but I uh, did keep up with the scores online. And, uh, you know, just, just glad to see... Everybody, most everybody's still playing, you know, with a couple of exceptions with what goes on with the Marlins and now with the Cardinals. But um, every, everything else, like I said, seems to be running pretty smoothly. The NBA and the uh, still continues to be COVID-free with all their players, all their staff. Hockey, I think, is the same way so far, and so they're back at it. So, you know, seeing live sports back is just, I think, going to be a big boost well, it does. It makes around. a very big difference yeah. to the psyche. Makes people feel better. And yep. and that's, you know, when, again, we talked about it at the very start, when this shut down, we were doing this show, and over on my little TV bit, I uh, said, hey, look, I understand why this is being done to control the pandemic and all that, but do you realize the damage this is being done to the psyche of the American public? And I really think that has manifested itself. I think we've seen it when the economy tanked, as you knew it would, what happens? People get restless. We have yep, yep. we have uh, problems, disruptions in the streets. We just have a whole set of circumstances that I think, of course, is uncharted territory. But had we had time to think and make plans and understand what needed to be done and so forth, this could have been better arranged. But that's not the case. It's history now. We're recording this and. Indeed, we may, I hope not, but we may be able to benefit from what happened in the future. I've been watching a little bit of basketball. I know neither one of you guys are really big NBA guys, but the, it, have you ever just accidentally turned over to a D-League or whatever they're calling mm-hmm. it now, G-League mm-hmm. basketball game? That's what it's like watching these. Because those, those D-League <laughs> games, there's nobody in the stands at all whatsoever. Right. And it's just, it's 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 kind of stark when you watch it. You hear everything very clearly. The play's good, but without the crowd there, there's just it, it, there is something missing from it. I'll tell you one thing that I think professional sports is learning, and it may have been forgotten by a lot of, especially the athletes, but I think it's coming to the fore right now. You need the fans. They need to be there in attendance. They add so much. Some of the veteran Major League ball players have said, hey, this is weird. We build on the crowd. Even some of the, the NFL players and some of the basketball players LeBron James, of all people, did say, hey, yes, I miss the fans terribly. We need to have them there. You have to take the audience. You have to take your money, which is what's that's backing part of your whole circumstance. Mm -hmm. You have to take that into understanding when you have contract negotiations and you have the threat of a strike and all this sort of thing. Hey, you better understand your constituency can only take so much of this. And I wonder if maybe we haven't reached that point right now. And it's, yeah. and it's not just in sports. It's in concerts, too. I know with your question of the week, you're asking about the last concert people have been to. And, you know, it's the same with people in, into music. You know, this is a rock station, so I'm sure a lot of them, they're sitting there, you know, trying to get their fix of, of live music when they can. And, and uh, you know, Jay played last weekend, and I'm hoping people can get out and do a little bit here and there and still keep to the social distancing and keep to being safe about it. But... You know, now we're waiting until next year before a lot of these but come back for that. So it's it's not just on the sports side of it. And uh, hopefully this will get it. And I'm very concerned about the Chiefs. Uh, we Chiefs are a team that really feeds off the fans. That's why we're the loudest stadium, you know, in the NFL and in sports. And so that one's the one that concerns me when it comes to fans in the stands is the teams that really – and my Lady Panthers the same way. They feed off the crowd really, really well. And it, it's a big, big factor with some of them. And like you said, some of these veterans, are they're getting a little creeped out. And some of the stuff I've watched, I, I feel a little creepy too watching that. And there's nobody there. And all you can hear is the ball dribble. Yeah, it is. It's and the a little, sneaker squeaking. It's, it's, a, it's, it's very, very snark. I, stark. I'm a big movie. Somebody's going to write a horror movie on this. It's, well, it is a little, you know, it is a little creepy. I mean, I think that horror movies have already been written about this if you like look at all the zombie movies and things like that i mean i've heard people say this is just like a zombie movie yeah There's nobody out there we all you know have to separate from each other i'm a big movie guy and um you know not being able to go to the movies has been hard for me not yes. a, that's a great outlet for me i was telling you guys before we started a movie i watched over the weekend 
uh, I wish I could have seen at the in the theater because it was just such a it was a great film. I recommend it to anybody. It was called Greyhound. I had to I watched it on Apple TV. It was phenomenally good. But there's just something missing about the shared experience, whatever that is, whether it's sports or a concert or a movie that that's really difficult for us all right now. And that's our shared thing. And I think that we mm-hmm. need to, I think we need to stick together in the idea that we are all in this yeah, together. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because united we stand. And that's not just a statement uh, that you say for patriotic purposes. It is the truth. When you when you're disbanded, when you're at odds with each other, you're going to fall. That's exactly the way it works. Let me ask you a quick question too. You're a sure. movie fan. What, yeah. To your knowledge, when do the theaters open again? I don't know. I know uh, the Moxie was supposed to reopen in July, possibly, but I think that that has been postponed. I have not heard anybody say anything about movies. I've not heard. There are no dates I've yet. I've not heard any stories about Hollywood. I know that, that that whole community has to be suffering just like the sports community is because they're literally, you can go, oh, you know, I hate such and such because of his opinions or whatever, but there's so many people down the down line yeah. that make movies that are involved in the production of TV shows and movies and things like that, they're the people that are really, really suffering. suffering right now at this moment. And, I, you know, my heart goes out to them just like it goes out to the guy that walks through the stands yelling hot dogs and beer, and he's not there. Yeah, and so, a lot of movies have been pushed back till next year with the release date. Let me, so. let me drop this nugget in on you. There's, there's somebody that has recorded being a beer vendor at stadiums for stadiums. Do you know who that person is? Do I know who that person is? It uh, an actor. It is an actor. Uh, and and he is recorded. Hey, get your hot dog here. He has. He Kevin has Smith. Re- it is not Kevin Smith. No. Mm. I'll give you a hint. We were talking about him before we went on the Tom air. Tom Hanks. It is Tom Hanks. Wow. How yeah, he actually that? recorded that to give give that feel, you know, to sports. Nice. And let me plug this. See Greyhound. It is phenomenally good. <laughs> If you got a question other than movies and uh, Pee Wee Reese and whatever we've been talking about today, Junior Marbles League, give us give us a call on one of our many phone numbers eight six three seven one zero four. The Greyhound movie has to be great because it is a Navy film. It is Thank a Navy you. film. That's <laughs> <laughs> Ned Talk on one hundred four point seven The Cave. Ned is in the house. Ah, welcome back to the happy circle. It's Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, your local live sports talk show. I said the phone number and we got Brett to call. Brett, what number did you call, by the way? Um... I actually don't know. I've got a program in my phone. <laughs> you got a program in your phone. You're exactly the type of person I want to talk to. I've worked here for seven years, and I don't know what the phone number is. That's t- that's I, just I, terrible. I, I had it written down, and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of that. I'm going to put it on my phone. Well, perfect. Perfect. All right, Brett, you had a question for Neb. What was it? Brett's an Ozark, by the way. Yeah, Ned, I, w- I was just wondering uh, uh, your opinion on uh, the upcoming NFL season, if there will be one. And if you believe there will be, what type of, of season do you think it will be? Brett, that's a, nothing short of an outstanding question indeed. And you, uh, you're right. It will be a different season from, from what we have seen in the past. I do think we will have a season, yes. And I'll tell you why. I think the money aspect, the TV aspect, is just too great for the NFL to not I'm, I don't want to say not practice their concerns because they certainly have that, but to uh, justify and to uh, make adjustments as the season goes on if there is any kind of COVID-19 outbreak in football. And right now, most of the infections seem to be limited. I do think there will be a season. I think it will be very different because, well, we already learned today that the the Las Vegas Raiders are not going to allow any fans in to see the games. The Chiefs are going to limit it to, I think, 20% capacity. The Baltimore Ravens have said 14%. New York Giants and uh, the New York Jets, nobody, nobody allowed in there. But the fact is, that makes a very big difference. Do I think we'll have a season? Yes. Stormy, what do you think? Yeah, I think the season's going to go forward. Uh, but like you said, it's going to be very different with the amount of fans that will be let in there. 
And, uh, you know, the players, of course, we've got some more that have opted out that I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. But I, I can't see them, again, doing anything catastrophic unless something outside that catastrophic happens uh, around the players and all that kind of stuff. But, again, I think, you know, they've been strategizing this as much, if not more, than baseball trying to put that in. Brent, let me get your opinion. What do you think is going to happen? I, you know, I, I agree with you, Ned, on, on the financial aspect side of it. Uh, you know, NFL's got to make their money. Um, it, you guys were speaking earlier about, you know, uh, the teams feeding off the fans and the stands, and I, I think that's extremely important in the NFL, especially here with our Chiefs. Um, just, you know, a little personal throw out there, my favorite thing. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just hoping that, they'll, like you said, they're, they're going to have one. Um, because I can't live without NFL. I've got to have my football. Um, so I can deal, I can change, I can adapt, you know, um, with, with everything that they're going, whatever they're going to have to do to make it happen. I just want it to happen. Let me ask you another question, too, uh, very quickly. When the NFL season ended this year with the Chiefs as Super Bowl champions, we did have the start to the XFL season. And uh, there was some pretty good football. Not great, but pretty good football right up until April when COVID-19 shut it down. And then the league went bankrupt. Now the XFL yes, apparently, Brett, I did is, hear about that. they're man. coming back again oh. now. Are you? Uh, does that affect you one way or the other? Uh, the XFL? Yeah, coming back the way they're going to. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I honestly, I haven't watched the XFL that much. Um, but if, if any any type of yeah, bring them back. If they can come back, come back. You know, it's all good. It works for me. If there's a pig skin involved in it, yeah, let's go. Good. There you go. Excellent. There you go. Good for you. That's exactly like what that. I wanted to hear, uh, Brett. I, I, they haven't set any kind of dates. I doubt very much that it happens this year, this season. But Dwayne the Rock Johnson is uh, spearheading a group that spends fifteen million bucks to bring the XFL back at an unnamed date, probably 2021, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Or let's, maybe 2022. Let's stop for a second right there. Let, let, now, to all of us in the room, besides Ned, $15 million, a lot of money. Yeah. But that is for an entire league. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. There are sports franchises that that would not even buy you entrance <laughs> into the ownership group. It, it would, yeah. yeah, wouldn't even buy you entrance to the ownership group. They would 15 million. Get away from me, peasant. Let me uh, <laughs> let me hit hit Brett with this question. Brett, this is a little bit of trivia. Do you know what is the the um, most valued sports franchise in the world in the world now? Ooh. You know what? I don't well, yeah, honestly probably uh soccer. Well, that would be the initial thought, like Manchester United or somebody like that. But, in right. fact, it is the Dallas Cowboys. No, the it's Dallas not. Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. They are the, they are the most valued sports franchise in the world. I think it's $5 billion, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and the Yankees are hotly, uh, I, I, right behind you know, them. Right I can behind actually them. believe that because uh, uh, all the Cowboys gear that I had uh, <laughs> in the 70s going to school, even the rain parka, and the boots, you know, back back when it was. <laughs> when did you was, when did you convert and become a, a Chiefs fan? Um, I got sick of the Cowboys in the seventies. Like back at the same time in the seventies when it was Dallas and Pittsburgh, you know, those yeah. three Super Bowls, and everybody jumped on the Dallas bandwagon. And I personally, at the time, I said, you know what. I'm going to choose the worst team in the league, and that's my new favorite team. And it was the San Diego Chargers, back with Dan Fouts <laughs> and John Jefferson, pulling off those beautiful plays and then losing it and losing it in the last half. And but uh, I got back on with the Chiefs probably in um, the early to mid '80s, back when I was in high school. Oh yeah, it was a good time yeah. to become a Chiefs yeah. fan. Did you uh, yeah. did you go to school in this area? Oh uh, yeah, I graduated from Glendale. Oh, All right, Glendale, way to go. Wait, what year? Uh, 86. It's your year behind me. I graduated in 85. So good to know you, man. Oh, yeah. You're in Ted Smith's class. Yeah, I was good friends with Ted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ted Smith. I went to junior high with him, Pershing, and then all, yeah, to high school. Ted yeah, Smith, see? Yeah, he's a cool guy. A lot of Glendale guys. So we've got a red and blue Falcons fan club going on here. Yeah, <laughs> go Falcons, always. Thank go you, Brett. Falcons. Thank you for your phone call. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Have a good night. 
That's a good phone call. Yeah, right. it was a good evening. Good Perfect phone timing. call. Perfect timing. Perfect timing and all that. Let's talk about that. Dwayne Johnson buys a whole sports franchise or is looking to buy a whole sports franchise. $15 million with the ownerships group's going to do. Now, keep in mind, and, and your, your point is very well taken, $15 million is any more paltry. I mean, you've yeah. got baseball yes. players who are, are making that for heaven's sake, and, and this is for the whole league. Well, obviously, there's there's not a whole lot of substance to it as such, but the fact is that they are spending money, and I assume that they'll have some kind of a contract in uh, with television somewhere along the line. So uh, that part of it does come into effect. But I thought it rather interesting that they made this announcement. What happened was the league the league went bankrupt. It this week, this week was going to go on the auction block. Yeah. So it will now not go on the auction block, and the Rock. I guess that's somebody big to you, isn't it? Uh, Dwayne Johnson, I mean, one of the biggest stars in wrestling history and was the one who's made the biggest and best crossover into movies. I mean, he's now the highest-paid actor in Hollywood. And uh, the two others in it, it's called the Redbird Capital Partners Investment Firm is the one that's in with him. And then also a young lady who he's been doing movies with, as she's a producer, investor, uh, Miss Darcy Garcia, who's been part of the two new Jumanji movies and all the way back to his Baywatch remake and now this new Jungle Cruise movie. So that's where part of this this capital has come from is in that that group there. And I you know what Dwayne is 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 a really just sharp guy all the way around in the way he presents himself, his product and uh his business investments and other things like that. I'm I'm honestly pretty excited about this to get Vince's ego out of it and to get another creative mind like his and what Darcy will have or what uh, Danny will have on the side of their connecting. Here's the trivia question for the two of you. Uh Oh boy. Are you ready? Oh Oh, yes. This is tough. Now don't blurt out an answer. Think about it. The rock played his college football where? University of Miami. That's right. He's Miami. That's right. Because I went to one of the games when he was playing with his father and the current promoter of Florida Championship Wrestling at the time and got to meet him when he was still in college. And that's the one and only time I've ever met him. (laughs) Nice kid. Great guy. I say kid. He's not that much younger than I am, but... Uh, great body, guy. Did he body slam you? No, no, he no. he wasn't quite there yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> the report on the Phillies Yankees game for everybody that cares besides Ned and I is one one now. The Phillies got a home <laughs> run in the top of the third, so it's now one one. Who hit him? Uh, let's see. It was. I'm going to cheer for Philly just because of the J- fanatic. Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce. <laughs> that's that's one of the Jay best. Bruce on that team. Oh my gosh. That can't be. Yeah. Is he with the Phillies now? That's what it says. The Jay Bruce homers to center field. He has to play for a team that wears red. Jay Bruce <laughs> has got to be 171 years old now. <laughs> <laughs> He's been around a few years. Quickly, let's talk about this. I, you know, you and I disagreed, and I'm looking at Stormy. You and I disagreed in the first segment about Major League Baseball having a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, further plans. I do think the NFL has plans B, C, and D, and I think mm-hmm. that as as organized as that group is, and as as much control as as they exert over their players, we'll probably see a better circumstance with startup of that. Well, of course, one of the one of the key plans is already known, and that's for a delay in the season to kick it off on October the fifth, mm-hmm. and then take the Super Bowl to the latter part of February, and that may be, guys, all by design. Because I don't think the NFL would object at all to the Super Bowl being played in late February under normal circumstances. And that mm-hmm. may happen if they expand the playoffs, which they had planned to do this year. I'm not bothered by that at all. I mean, I, I, no. th- that's a little bit of a dead zone for sports when that ends. I mean, college it basketball is. is really ramping up about that time. But still, you're not really into the games until the end of March. And that really gives football control over about six months of the of the psyche, really, at that point. The only problem with it, uh, it, yes, you're absolutely right as far as the dead zone is concerned. You know, college basketball fans do have their fix going on during that time, but the only problem is by extending the season how much, that much, how much much physical problem does that create? But if you start later, it's all the same. Everything works out the same except for your training, which would have to be adjusted somewhere along the line. Andrew McCutcheon singled for the Phillies, is that an AARP team that they've got there in Philadelphia? I beg your pardon. Jay Bruce and Andrew McCutcheon. 
Okay. I'm Babe just glad Ruth I wasn't is, uh, the one that made the old joke. Yeah, that Babe Ruth is starting right field for the uh, for the Phillies do tonight. Have, uh, do we have Lou Gehrig in at first base? Not, not yet, but it looks like they've got Gary Templeton at shortstop <laughs> tonight. It is Ned Talk. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call, 863-1047. That's what Stormy tells me the number is. I should learn it, and I will try to do so in the break. Ned Talk, 104.7 The Cave. Is your air conditioner. Ned is in the house. That's right, buddy. The band is back together. It's Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, your local live sports talk show and we are talking about all sorts of stuff going on because there's a lot of sports happening right now typically nba would be over right now nhl would be over football's getting ready to start baseball's going on baseball's a sprint so that i find that interesting and there's college sports on the horizon what's going on with all that well i'm glad you mentioned that too because the college camps and of course the missouri state bears being a division one ball club are one of them have opened up and they're getting ready for the season. But therein lies the question, will there be a season? 24 hours from now, guys, we may have a more a definitive answer as opposed to uh, what's going to happen. That definitive answer, I hope, is a yes. But here's the deal. The NCAA Board of Governors, which is the highest-ranking college authority in the country, is meeting tomorrow. Obviously, the COVID-19 pandemic is going to be number one on the list. There are other circumstances involved, but that's going to be number one. What they face is a decision as to whether or not the season goes on, how it goes on, what are the parameters, what is the protocol. That is one of the questions they have to answer. And let me tell you, there's a deal going on out on the West Coast, which I find to be extremely interesting. And that is some of the Pac-12 football players, not just at one college, but uh, almost all of them, if not literally all of them, have gotten together and formed an alliance. It's something akin to a college football players union. And they have said, they have issued the proclamation that they will not practice and certainly will not play unless there is some kind of a standard for dealing with the virus. That's number one. But also racial equality and reimbursement for the players and all that sort of thing. But the number one deal is is the virus. And that is what this Board of Governors is going to face tomorrow. That's one of the issues. I think we will get a definitive statement as to what's going to happen with the season. Already, the Southeastern Conference, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 have all limited their games to just conference games. Now, in the case of the SEC... I, I'm, I'm wrong. In the case of the SEC, it is all conference games. Mm-hmm. In the ACC, it's conference games plus as many as uh, – it's either one or two non-conference. I think it's one, one non-conference game. The Big 12 has not issued a ruling yet, not but yet. the story or the hint is that it will be conference games maybe plus one non-conference game. Well, Oklahoma has a couple of non-conference games. On the fact, they have a trio of them not the least of which is Missouri State, on, as of now on August the 29th. But they have another non-conference game with Tennessee. Well, forget that one because Tennessee Southeastern Conference. They're not going to play. The third one is with Army up at West Point. Uh, therein lies a very interesting situation. Army plays independent. So they can make their own rules. Navy does not play independent. Navy is in the American Athletic Conference, but that's a moot point. It's what's going to happen with Oklahoma Army and Oklahoma Missouri State if, in fact, the uh, Big Ten or Big Twelve Conference says all conference games, maybe with one exception. Lots of uh, ifs, ands, and buts about. But what happens tomorrow with the Board of Governors, I think, is very, very symbolic of how this season's going to go. What's your take on independent schools? Because they're the ones that could be really hurt by this, and of course, the biggest ones, Notre Dame. Well, and- they were. Uh, Notre Dame has already made a deal for this year. Okay. They're, they're playing mm-hmm. the ACC. They're playing 10 games plus one non-conference game. The, they, had, they had two that were significant. One is their traditional rival, Navy. The other was the first time ever, Arkansas. Oh, really? The yeah. Razorbacks yeah. in Notre Dame. 
First time ever. But it's a moot point because it's Southeastern Conference. They're playing no non-conference games, so it looks like Notre Dame Navy will be the opener, which was also scheduled for August the 29th. No, I, I, I hope to see the FC, the SEC, or the Big 12, excuse me, I get all these different ones going about it's hard to keep track of. I hope they do come out with something similar with, you know, a full conference schedule plus one. I think that would probably be one of the better ways they could handle all this. That way it gives a little wiggle room for some of these other schools, like like Oklahoma's doing for Missouri State for a smaller school to help them out in, in a time like this. And, of course, I'm I'm a Navy fan. I won't lie about that. I'd want to see the navy Notre game game because it's always a good one. It's always very competitive. But. Well, it's just going to be interesting to see how all this plays out. With You know, we talked about this in the last couple of weeks, that most of these things are meticulously planned out, and now that's all been thrown up into the air. They've had time to adjust. Football is the sport that is that's set pretty in this whole thing, if you could say anybody does, because they've got to sit back and watch what's happened with the sports, right. with the other teams and, and the other the other franchises. And they get to look at it now and go, okay, well, this is what we can improve on and this is what we can do better. So I think that that's a, that bodes well for the NFL. I think that bodes well for college football. But it is, it is still really scary when you're talking about student athletes coming back into a situation. Yeah. And you, if you want to say that 20-year-olds are boneheads, you know, professional athletes make millions of dollars. What about a guy that's oh, uh, on boy. scholarship, first time away from home, 18 years old, and uh, the choices he's making that could affect a whole university? Think about that for and that just is, a second. That is where the, uh, the, the colleges need some kind of, and I, I hesitate to say dictatorial power, but that is what the Board of Governors and the NCAA will be in this case. But they do face a lot of obstacles. You talk about some of the games, my goodness sake, some of the money that has been lost because of the decisions made, Alabama Southern Cal, that was to have been the opener at uh, mm-hmm. Jerry Jones' little playpen down in uh, Arlington, Texas. That was a huge game. Ohio State and Washington out in Seattle was to have oh, been a big game, good. one that I was I was particularly interested in with North Dakota State, the eight-time FCS national champions playing Oregon out in uh, – I feel sorry for Oregon. I really do. But that game's off. That's not going to be – Why do you play- feel sorry for Oregon? Because they were going to get the – they were going to get the uh, a term th- that we can't use. Do you think so? You really think <laughs> hey, they were going to hey, beat Oregon? Have or- you ever seen North Dakota State play? I have seen them play. I have. I, it was not the most exciting football game that I've ever watched, but it was. They are a good team. They're Joe, very good. They are not a flashy, no. uh, tinsel, <laughs> no, tinsel like oriented team at all. They are a very functional team. They play here if mm-hmm. the Susan uh, Susan if the season progresses. It'll be October, I think, 30th or 31st, whatever that is. But they played down here this year. They look like the Green Bay Packers coming out of the locker room. That's how yep. they dress. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are a very fundamental football team and very, very skilled. I get a big kick out of watching watching them play. Another win, that being the Green Bay Packers, another college game that went down was to have been a huge moneymaker and a big boost to the city of Green Bay, Wisconsin. And that was Wisconsin versus Notre Dame at Lambeau Field. That would have been a big, big, big attraction. Gone. Absolutely wiped out. And that's a shame. Stormy, you're our inside man at Drury. What's <laughs> the latest word on uh, the start of the season for the Lady Panthers and the and the men's team over there? Well, the basketball season is still up in the air. They still aren't exactly sure what they're going to do. Um, and so we're still waiting on a decision from that. But like we talked about last week, there are several fall sports that have been moved to the spring already. And... Uh, that's mainly through the GLVC, not just Drury. But uh, the GLVC, I think, has said that there is going to be an October 1st uh, deadline for their decision, which, you know, it, it's, you know, I hope, I hate, the, I hate it if they drug it out. I know, was but. under the impression the GLVC canceled all fall sports. Well, it, basketball is not one that fell under that. It was mainly the, the volleyballs and soccers, all that was transferred to the spring. And so basketball has not had a decision on it yet that I know of. So well, football in the GLVC is going to be a spring sport. Yes. And what teams had effects down here? Well, Southwest Baptist and Bolivar, uh, Missouri S and T up in Rolla. They their GLVC mm-hmm. Truman State Lindenwood. These are all GLVC schools. Uh, William Jewell. 
will not play football this fall, but will play in the spring. What what defines the spring? Uh, February, <laughs> March, April, April, May, June, June, July, August. There's so many variables involved. I'm I'm stumped by the whole thing. Are has there been any change in what the public schools are doing right now? Because I I know they've set down this mandate about two days in, two days out, and one day off. How does that affect? eligibility for players well you have to the mission has said that you have to have students in school and you have to have not not just a virtual school you have to have live students there in order to participate in a mission sponsored sport now for what it's worth uh, you guys may or may not know but i'm involved and have been for the last 35 years now with the Ozarks Pigskin Preview, the Ozarks Basketball Preview, and the Ozarks Baseball Preview. These are magazines that we put out. We've already done the work on the Ozarks Pigskin Preview with the understanding that these schools are going to be playing, set their schedules, and all that sort of thing. The one item, to my knowledge, that has been changed is the jamborees, which are Mm -hmm. the controlled scrimmages, and they are off. They are not going to play this year. But the season right now is scheduled to start August the 28th. Really? No. Well, I just think that's really interesting because there's so much, you know, up in the air about everything that's happening right now about with schools and what's going on there. I know, you know, like public school here in Springfield so. made the decision. I, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are, you know, making the choice to stay home and they won't be eligible, obviously, to play sports this year, which would be kind of sad. Well, now let me let me amend that a little bit. It's the school. If the school has issued a ruling that nobody goes, then your team is out. Now, an individual, if an individual chooses not to go, I think that's up to the coach more than anything Okay. Quickly, give us an update on the insane asylum, please. Well, we had a squeaker out on Saturday night. I mean, it was was a rough board out there. Set a new semi-pro single-game scoring record with 132 points by the asylum. And the Rough Riders not quite that much it was 132 to 20 um <laughs> i really i i honestly almost got I, I almost wondered if the kansas city chiefs ever got blowing somebody out if mitch holtis would get sick of that touchdown kansas just because it's like how many times would i do this during a you game you guys but, need to play somebody that can uh, compete with you well we're going to be on the road for the first time this saturday so we'll see what happens oh, there, wait a minute so. wait a minute Uh-oh. wait a minute what defines the road well, we're going all the way down to Aurora, Missouri, but it's still not <laughs> where we play, so we'll have to see. But uh, 6.30 down there, and uh, also one of our guys, Joe Helms, between 2007 and 2020, has had 150 consecutive starts in semi-pro football. Very proud of Joe and uh, the whole team. It's, these guys, and this is a very family-oriented feeling with this with this group of guys. I mean, it, it feels like a family being in this group, so... Well, good luck. Hopefully you guys will pull off that first road win of the season. Ned, I will see you next Monday night. Stormy, see you Monday night. Hopefully all of you will be listening to us, all two of you, and enjoy the show. It's Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave.